Sam Avick from The Athletic. I'm starting to believe that this could be real. I'm not saying they're going to win an NBA championship or anything, but I think they've got a chance to contend at least. They do. More than most recent years, this is a landscape where you can feel that way. Still a ton of focus on the two L.A. teams. Beyond that, though, we don't know what to think of Houston, Denver, but if you want to talk about stability, longevity, chemistry, coaching, Utah, it's right there. I didn't think this type of a turnaround was going to happen three weeks ago when we were talking, and here we are. Take a poll of Jazz fans. Which would you rather have in that critical possession? Donovan Mitchell take a contested shot or have Royce O'Neal take an open shot? If the Jazz score on that possession, boom, game over. In the case of last night's game, give me Royce from the corner. Every time. Every time. He's shooting over 40% for three. Donovan's your closer. He is. And this was a better high percentage shot and Donovan saw it. But if he had taken that shot, it wouldn't have necessarily meant he was being a selfish player. Sometimes a star has to be a star. The Patriots, they're at a bit of a crossroads. I was surprised. I was surprised. I'm not shocked. The wheels have been wobbling for the Patriots the second half of the season. But it's still the freaking Patriots. And now what's going to happen with Tom Brady? We're watching the end of an era that should be appreciated, even if you hate the Patriots. I'm not crying. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm just saying that this should be appreciated. What we just saw was the closest thing to a dynasty that we've seen in the NFL for quite some time. Howard Beck from Bleacher Report. Is Rudy's national reputation underrated? I think he hasn't gotten all the recognition that he has earned. I also think there's a numbers game involved. You point to Ben Wallace and to Kemi Mutombo. Those are fine examples, but when they were playing, the position of center was on the all-star ballot. It's not anymore. So when you make it just front court, now you're competing against LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and on and on and on. That makes it harder. If center were still a position to vote on, maybe Gobert would have already made it a couple of times instead of just being an annual debate. Emmanuel Moutier explained the background of why he started holding up the two fingers. Yeah. When Rudy makes a big play, talking about two-time, it's great. Kinda That's like, kind of cool. I kind of like the two. He's being a really good teammate. He's showing how much he cares, you know? So, Austin, if every time Jake walked into the studio and we were to have some sort of hand gesture... What about this one? <laughs> You're number one, Jake. Does this sign mean anything? I don't know. Wait, I got a few more. Nope. How about the I love you sign? That's nice of you, Austin. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is. And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working Let's get rolling. This is the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5-1280, The Zone, Sounds of the Week. Great job by Austin. Brought to you by Kengarf, uh, West Valley Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram. Get a new Ram, Jeep, uh, or Dodge or less at Kengarf, West Valley Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram. Hi, Gordon. How are you? I am fantastic, Jake. How are you today? I'm in a I'm in a really good mood, Gordon. I, I am. I'm in a I'm in a good mood. It seems like the like the little things in life are going well. I'll, I got uh, a I'll... good parking spot. You know when you get a good parking spot and you just think, God, I've got a smile on my face because when I leave this building in the middle of the night and it's icy cold, I'm going to have a few feet less to walk. It it just, you know. And then get this, Gordon. As I hit security at, a, at our uh, entrance and as I was getting through, the entire jazz dance team got uh got to security so if i were a mere like 30 seconds later i would have been standing behind that 
army as it marched into the arena. So I feel I feel like you know the little things are are going my way. I I I was uh, on my own this morning with the toddler, and I got her out of the door and was on time to my meeting. Can't ask for more, Gordon. Can't do it. Is that and the parking made out there? I was. Uh, I thought Austin. He was going to say that he was lucky because he came in behind the dance team. But no, because I'm not. Um, Thinking that way all the time. No, you're in a hurry. You just want to get right to the front, right? Right. So mm. uh, how dare you talk about your good luck in front of Austin this way? Just because, because Austin— Because he never gets the parking spot. He never gets first in line. He always gets some kind of trouble. Uh, just because Austin has bad luck doesn't mean that I can't appreciate my good luck. In fact, I, it makes me he appreciate was it. It makes me appreciate him. it even more because you know what? So, Austin, Austin's an unlucky sob, but I'm a lucky one. He would have been behind that dance team and would still be trying to get through security right no, now. No, see, what would have happened is I I would have gotten the good parking spot, but then a tree would have fallen on my car, <laughs> or I would have been ahead of the dance team, but then tripped and skinned my face on the asphalt in front of all of them or something. <laughs> You're right, because it, it is creative how your your bad luck hits you. It's not just... Not devastating, right. but it's just like, ha, look at that guy. Glad I'm not him. Right. But you are appreciating the small things, you know, and, and being grateful for yeah. them. So that's, that's good. I was able to handle the, the toddler, my two-and-a-half-year-old, and clean the driveway at the same time. I was pretty proud of myself. It's just, see, it's... How did you do that? It's the, the little victories. I, I just, what do you mean clean the driveway? With the snowblower. Oh, all right. She just put, she she played in the snow while I did the thing and kept an eye on her. Well, uh, I'm but glad. I, I thought it was a good fathering moment. I was like, oh, look at me, productive and uh, responsible at the same time. Yeah, that's what I'm well, saying. I'm going to try not to ruin your your good vibe over there. Uh, the the Jazz are playing the Hornets tonight. I mean, should be in for a good basketball game here at the arena. What's not to like? It's Friday. Friday, we've got a we've got a Sunday afternoon game this weekend, which I actually really enjoy. So yeah, things are things are looking up, man. Things are good. It's sunny outside. Austin, well, Austin you, still looks terrific in his mustache. What would you say? Still can't get used to it, Austin. We had a listener come into ARUP just to see the mustache, today. and and he 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 came in and said, "That's the mustache." Yeah. Yep. This is it. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Sorry. I, it's, it's not my preference. But think about. But it. I'm not going to comment on Austin's looks because you made a big issue with this yesterday. No, no, no. But think about it this way. Think about the power of that mustache. We had we had a listener take and, and granted, it's you know half hour, forty minutes, out of their day, donate blood, save a life, all to get a look at that mustache. That's right. What'd you do for how, ARUP today? How about that? <laughs> how about that? That mustache saved a life today. Uh, well, if you want. To wow. That yes, way. that's what I'm saying. That uh, Austin, oh, I got the assist at least. Austin's facial hair saved a life today. I, I'm pretty proud of you and your mustache for your fine work today, Austin. Are you going to give and the, that listener? Are you going to give the listener some credit? Yeah, Absolutely, a, and that listener. Yeah. Way to go! Yeah, uh, him too. I love those ARUP remotes. I, I'm jealous <laughs> you guys were down there because no, it, it does. You f- you feel you feel pretty. You feel pretty good walking out of there after the show. And I'm always see. impressed with the people that come yep. by. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, we always get such a, such a good response. People do that, plus the snacks are good. Yeah, you like the, the cookies. You enhance. Uh, Wait, we can eat those? I always thought you had to donate to eat I those. don't eat those either, Austin, yeah, I for, feel the, guilty for the very them. same reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those well, are for people that are donating blood. Right. Yeah, but, but they're there. And, and for they're, the donors. So now you're a burden oh. on ARUP? No, we're supposed to help them, not not, you know, <laughs> pill for their goodies. For their, <laughs> I didn't know anyone ate any of their stuff. Wow, you mean any of us? Yeah, I, I knew the donors did because that's who they're for. <laughs> All right, don't make me think about it. Now I feel <laughs> guilty. Quick, uh, quick note by the way on today's show, we've got Gordon's list coming up. Uh, Howard Beck usually joins us at four on Fridays. He's going to join us at three thirty today. So, oh. quick uh, adjustment. Our three thirty listeners are in for a real treat, as Howard is. So he's going to interrupt my list. He will interrupt your list. We will get to how is the lo- list looking today? Oh, I haven't it's, seen it's it. Average, just average. Yeah, just like that commercial. It's okay. Those commercials are pretty funny. They are pretty funny. Yeah. I mean the sky the skydiver, 
It's you know what? It's amazing how much really good advertising is out there, and it's amazing how much really bad yeah. advertising is it goes out both there. Ways. You see stuff that you're like, wow, how did that get out of the old idea room? That's one thing. I, hey, brainstorming is one. There, there are no you know bad ideas in a brainstorming session, but after it goes through that filter, you know, some stuff needs to stay in that room. <laughs> you know what I mean? You nervous? Me too. You know, a I, doctor. The last thing he wants is a doctor to be nervous or the skydiver. Uh, is it easier the second time? I don't know yet. <laughs> That's good stuff. Hilarious. Like Hilarious. I always said that about Bronco. Remember, we, we brought this up the other day when we were talking about your column, the spirit, tradition, honor, or whatever that he put on the back of the jerseys. They wanted to. It, I don't think he actually did it. I thought it did because he, he went from every game to just a special occasion, uh, and I think it happened okay. once or twice. Right. But anyway, I always thought that that was a sign that Bronco didn't have anybody around him who would tell him the truth. Because, like, <laughs> how does that, you know, Bronco comes up with an idea. How does that make it out of there? You know, you've yeah. got to have a buddy. Checkpoint. Yeah. You've got, I, I, I said it at the time. You, you've got to have a Lloyd Cole in your life. You've got to have somebody <laughs> who just looks at you and goes, that, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, man. I love you, but that's terrible. you gotta, you got to not do that. Yeah, we all need that. Coach, how's it going so far? We do. We all need a Lloyd Cole in our life. <laughs> hey, I had this great idea does this morning. Does your wife uh, fill in that spot? Oh, sometimes? yeah, she does. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, she don't wear that. Don't say that. She's good. She's good at getting down to that, you know, bare cold opinion too. <laughs> there's no way to be ready for it. There's uh, a lot more to it than coaching. There, there's no confusion. <laughs> Can we hear that whole thing? If you're good, <laughs> later in, later on. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. I saw Coach Rose the other day. He How's came, he, looking? he came up here to visit uh, visit Tim when Tim was uh, doing the post game with me. He was he's looking good. He was hanging out with his family. He, there's a dude who's living the good life right there. He's I I get the impression he's just loving having free time. Well, he got a he got a nice package uh, heading out into the sunset. And why? Yeah, he also had a heart attack. Well, yeah, yeah. I think he's earned it. Okay. All right, I'm the and same he had one. pancreatic cancer. I'm not saying anything about the other. I'm just saying that he he had. It. Well, he's got a lot of money. You know? No, I didn't. Say, I'm not complaining. Like he didn't earn it or something, too. Might I add? Hey, did I add like, a value like, judgment to hey, my statement? No, I didn't. <laughs> hey, you can't. Hey, he got a golden parachute out of there. He can't enjoy life. What are you trying to do? What are you talking about? It looked like he was enjoying himself. He was hanging Good. out with his grandson. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, it's I'm awesome. just saying. Is that was that a bad thing to get a, to get a nice uh, a nice little boost out the way? Jeez, what? You. What's the matter with that? <laughs> Speaking of that cold, you know, cold opinion right there. Oh come on, getting right down you to guys, the, it's good to see Coach Rose. Well, he does have a lot of money. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> that's it. That's it entirely. No, it wasn't. That's just. That's just. You it. said he was happy and looking good. He's suggesting that his he was living the good life now, and I and I I just sort of said, well, you know, I mean, yeah, there's a means there that are making that. A, it's exactly how Austin put it. <laughs> it's the very same thing. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, Should we get to your list? Three, I mean, three, three words. I don't care. Well, it's, it's good sometimes <laughs> to have that opinion. Uh, should we get to Gordon's list? Sure. You, you want to get to it? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin, if you please. I hear you, brother. <clears throat> and now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know. We're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. I'm part of the problem here, and I need to change my way. Austin's the least gifted producer I've ever had. I say the hell with anybody else but myself. I don't value Jake's opinion. I don't care what Austin thinks. Don't you know who I am? I'm Gordon Monson. I'm Gordon Monson. Sticky fingers, Monson. I don't care. Wow. That was amazing. Gordon's List brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan, Southtown. You know what? I just... I... I, I'm just thankful every single day that I get a chance to work with you. Oh, I, sure. You know what? I really don't tell you that enough, but I really, I, I really mean it. Sticky uh, fingers, Monson. Sticky fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck were we talking about there? 
when you thieved the pile of clothing. Hundreds of dollars worth of apparel. I cannot. A whole pile. I cannot express to you what a burden that was on my life. I did not want the clothing. I did not need it. But it it was calling his name. All all I saw was that he was giving it to me, and I thought, i got to take all this crap home now. But why would he be giving it to you? Why would that be your first assumption? Because obviously— Because I'm Gordon Monson. (laughs) No, no, because I thought it was just leftover, you know, stuff. Because everybody's life just they they just stumble upon hundreds of dollars worth of apparel, you know that just happens to people. Uh, uh, let's get to your list. All right, uh, Jazz and Charlotte. Okay, so a, a question or two for you, Jake. Okay. One, can the Jazz keep the positive vibe going? Certainly against Charlotte tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You would think so. This is an opportunity for them. Okay, what's the next step? Where do they need to improve to become elite? Um, that's a good question. My answer you, is weird. Okay, yeah, hit me. Why don't you lead us lead us off? Better defense. Okay. I I thought more like uh, I I would go more the direction of, you know, I I was about to to uh, get the schedule in front of me because there's a stretch coming up at the end of January, beginning mm-hmm. of February, where right. you play a bunch of teams twice, like you play Houston twice. And you need to win more of those than you lose, and that will really be convincing. And everything is an evaluation with this team. Every game, it seems like, is another measure. Can they sustain the the, the play that they've had against teams that are so-so? Uh, and then when they play Houston and teams like that, and uh, or Denver, can they can they compete with the with the best teams in the West? I find it fascinating to watch this team right now. I know they're playing Charlotte tonight, but I, I love this game. Just because watching them every time out is compelling theater. Yeah, I agree. And, and you're seeing it evolve. And it's, it, I agree with you. It is fun to watch. It, like, here's, here's this stretch coming up, Gordon, all right? So starting on January 25th, you've got Dallas at home. Mm-hmm. Then Monday, Houston at home. Wednesday at San Antonio, Thursday, so second night of a back-to-back, at Denver, at Portland Saturday, uh, Denver at home the next Wednesday, Portland at home the next Friday, Houston Sunday the 9th uh, on the road, Dallas on the road Monday the 10th, and then Miami at home February 12th, Mm -hmm. the Spurs at home the 21st, the Rockets at home February twenty second, and and that's kind of where I'll where I'll stop. But you look at that stretch as easy as this stretch has been for the Utah Jazz. That stretch yeah. is brutal. Mm-hmm. So if they can come out of that winning more than they lose, because it's pretty split home and away. So maybe you you tackle a, a a big win on the road or something like that. But you you got to win more than you lose in that stretch against those teams. And I would say that about any road game or all the road games. Win more than you lose. Yep. Because it's an indicator of what your real capabilities are. But against that particular stretch of competition, uh, yeah, you've got just a nice mix of really tough teams and teams that you'll be have you'll have to be on the ball essentially to win. So all this stuff that Jazz are fine tuning now will come into play in a big way. We'll be February. really tested. And think about it this way: the Jazz likely playoff opponent. They'll play twice in that stretch, because it's the Rockets, the uh, the uh, the Mavericks, and the Nuggets. So, in all likelihood, they'll play one of those three teams in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and like I said, we measure what we see now as far as where the team is, what the capabilities are, what the potential is. It's 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 fun. It's fun to watch, and it, it is a uh, it is an evolving bunch. I mean, that's a, some teams. Have you ever seen a team that just sort of stays the same all season long? And sometimes they get worse. This team is moving; it is on the freaking move. Well, Jerry's teams seem to be very consistent, uh, especially in the John and Carl. You know where the routine uh, was there so much, but Quinn's uh, team seem to really improve as the season goes along. I mean, yeah. we've seen enough of a sample size that that's true. But that makes that also makes a lot of sense because Quinn. You know, um, doesn't have 
the or I guess Rudy and Donovan don't have the track record of John and Carl quite yet. I think you know they're on their way there, but you know you know how it was with those old jazz teams. Yeah. And then Quinn's pretty intricate. I mean, his stuff is is pretty intricate, and he's constantly installing. So and remember, half this team was new this year, right? So it only makes some sense that his teams would be a little bit slow starters. But when they got the concepts and got it going, mm-hmm. it gets really, really good. And, and just to say this, on the horizon, I mean, they got to put Mike Conley back into it. So, you know, a long circling back to answer your question, we'll find that out when Mike Conley gets back. If he gets back and it works, oh, boy, look out. But if it doesn't, hmm, we'll see. Okay, one item down. 12 to go on the list. And we have uh, Howard Beck coming up next. Nice tease, Gordon. Nailed it. Howard Beck, right around the corner, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, The Zone. Neil, uh, Rush is the band of the day today, brought to you by uh, Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artists inside at LiveNation.com. Neil Pert passed away today, Gordon. So we pay tribute. Are you a big Rush fan? Uh, I was back in the day. Don't listen to him much anymore. Uh, yeah, I've never been a huge Rush guy. I can appreciate it, though, just because it's not my favorite. It doesn't mean it's it's not good, I guess. It's, I, I feel that way about the Beatles, and you chastise me constantly. Well, first of all, your criticism of the Beatles was a little more aggressive than that. Second of all, the Beatles are the best rock band of all time. So it's it's just hard for me to hear that. In your me. opinion. In my opinion. In your opinion. Yeah, I don't I don't impose my my musical taste on anybody else. I can, I can appreciate what they did blah 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 and it's just not my favorite. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. I don't know how people will sit down and listen to the White Album and go, "You know what? That's <laughs> terrific." I just don't get it. It's, you know, but that's fine. All right. That's that's the world we live in. It is. But then I have to hear you go on and on about how they're the greatest ever and blah, blah, blah. I like them a lot. And, of course, that's your opinion because that's the opinion of a guy that picks the number one seeds to the final four. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) For as controversial as your opinions usually are in sports, in music, I'm surprised you go with the the layup. I really like Old Dominion now. I I really think they're good. I know. I know. All right. And and I do judge you for that, so I'll admit it. That I probably shouldn't. You don't even know their music. No, I don't. <laughs> well, that's that's typical. People criticizing, and they have not been informed yeah, about I, what they're criticizing for. So, uh, work on that. Okay. Will you? No, <laughs> uh, it's time, Austin. Uh, let's get to that fantastic open, shall we? It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special, uh, special guest line we go. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He, of course, makes the magic happen at the Bleacher Report. Our good friend Howard Beck. Hi, Howard. Gentlemen, how are you? Hey, we're we're doing terrific. It's it's not warm here in Salt Lake, but the sun's out. It's kind of a beautiful day, and Jazz fans are on top of the world because the Jazz are winning a ton of games. 
Uh, not a bad thing. Um, they're probably in a better mood than the last couple of Fridays I've been on, I think. <laughs> uh, and I guess the question, and I think we, we asked you a little bit about this last week too, but the question is, you know, we see the change and they're playing so much better and winning these games over these teams that they should beat, but just how real is it, especially when the competition stiffens up? Because it gets, it gets tough in February. So give us kind of your, your quick evaluation on, on can they keep up this level of play? Maybe not, you know, win seven in a row level, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not about to predict. They're, they've obviously been a little bit hard to get a handle on, hard to gauge this season. And as you guys know, um, this is a team that has uh, had the split personality a lot in recent years, although usually a little different. Uh, it's it's been more like, you know, half the season they're they're completely struggling in the second half they rally this I mean this season's almost kind of following that right I mean you know I think the only difference is that expectations were higher because of the Conley and Bogdanovich additions um, but now it's these, it's just these weird streaks of you know a couple weeks where you're losing a couple weeks where you're winning more uh, if, how much of that schedule how much of that is things falling into place how much of this is reliable I guess that's why they play 82 you know you, you figure you know it, it's it, it evens out and you usually land about where you should be. So um, I, this is not a team I've ever worried about other, other than they were underachieving by, you know, a little bit. And, you know, uh, the Conley injury has, you know, it, it just added this other element of uncertainty. I think what's interesting without him has been that, you know, Donovan Mitchell's kind of, you know, raised his, you know, his game another level and, it's, it's made me wonder, and this is just theorizing. I think I talked about this on Zach Lowe's podcast a couple of days ago, but it's just theorizing. You know, is it possible that, that Donovan Mitchell, who I always thought was best off having a, 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 you know, a, a true point guard next to him, somebody else who could take on a lot of the playmaking and the responsibilities of running the offense and allow Donovan Mitchell to just be this great scorer that he is, all, all you know, with some, some – ball handling duties himself as well, but that maybe that was the best thing, especially because he, he's, you know, on the, the younger side still in his NBA career. And with the way he's been playing lately, I, I start to wonder if maybe it's now the the, uh, the reverse. Maybe it's be- the, the best offense is one that's very Donovan Mitchell-centric um, in the same way that we see the Mavericks thriving with Luka handling the ball 99% of the time or the Rockets with Harden handling the ball 99% of the time. And we are in an era here where we do have these ball dominant scoring, whether you want to call them point guards or combo guards, or in Lucas case, a point forward or whatever, however you want to classify any of them. But teams are thriving with guys who really dominate the ball and to the point where they're either going to shoot or they're going to be passing to the guy who's shooting. And, you know, I, I I don't know. I I'm, I'm, I'm like I say, it's a theory now. I'm I'm wondering is Mitchell at a at a level now and, and confident enough and, and uh, steady enough that maybe that offense is better off with him being uh, more of of the focus. In which case, then you wonder, okay, how will he and Conley operate the rest of the way? And that, there's still the concerns that I've had from the beginning, which is okay, is is Mike Conley going to be you know healthy? and functioning at a high level long enough for them to be the team that we thought they could be with him. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that all kind of unfolds the last couple months of the season. One of the things, even without Mike Conley, has been, Howard, the Jazz's ability to share the ball, move the ball, have they call it the blender, you know, get the ball going and everyone's touching the ball and someone ends up with the best shot, so they take it. They can do it that way, but at the end of games, we're seeing this phenomenon where Donovan Mitchell does take over a game, or sometimes it's Bogdanovich. If he's hot, he'll take over a game, and so the Jazz can play both ways, and that's I wrote about this earlier this week. This is valuable from a playoff standpoint especially, don't you think? Yes, but I do think, and this is why the Mike Conley acquisition, again, was the, the right idea, is that in the playoffs, as you guys have seen before, you need more dynamism in your offense, more guys who can who can make a play for themselves or for a teammate. And while some of the things you just mentioned are working now, I don't know if they'll be as effective in the playoffs. You know, Bogdanovich is, is a really good scorer and shooter, and can do some things with the ball in his hand. He's, I think, underrated in, in that regard. But is he the guy who, if a defense is 
focused entirely on blanketing Donovan Mitchell and denying him opportunities? Can Bogdanovich be the guy who's all of a sudden going to uh, carry you through the critical minutes of a fourth quarter in a playoff game? I, I don't know. I mean, I think that was part of the, the point of the exercise of getting Mike Conley was that you have more more points of attack, more guys who can be dynamic with the ball in their hands that, that keep the defense off balance. And, you know, that's why teams, when they have a star, they try to go out and get a, a second star, especially a second star who could also create a little bit. That's that's a really, you know, that, that's, that's the most dangerous attack these days. And... You know, I'm not convinced yet at this point that that uh, just Donovan Mitchell, no matter how well he's playing, is enough to get you through a tight playoff series. Because in the past we've seen that's been their Achilles' heel that they just don't have another option that's reliable at that level. Howard Beck with us from the Bleacher Report, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. There's been a couple of rumors floating around out there about the Lakers possibly moving Kyle Kuzma. What do you make of that whole situation? Well, those rumors were kind of inevitable. I don't, I don't know that they're really stemming from L.A., originating from L.A. Um, there are certainly teams, I think, that would like to, to pluck him off, and I do think that if you're the Lakers and you still have some, I don't know, I think, I think some, some refining you could do with that roster. You know, you're, you're always way ahead of the game when you've got LeBron and Anthony Davis, and those guys are functioning brilliantly together and at a very high level. But – they don't have another really reliable playmaker and they don't have anybody that is really, they they have very few, if any assets to move, you know, the the trade for Anthony Davis cost them a boatload and Kuzma is really the last young player they have that has any real trade value. Um, He's good, not great. He's probably, you know, you know, like he's, he's not he's not going to blossom into an all star tomorrow. But he's a nice piece, and he's also a nice piece that doesn't necessarily fit that well with them, because his best position is probably as a four, and that's where Anthony Davis is mostly playing because Anthony Davis prefers to play the four, not the five. And so, if you've got Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard at the four and five, or Anthony Davis and uh, JaVale McGee at the four and five, then, you know, LeBron's the three. Where does Kuzma fit in? So now he's, he's a sixth man filling in at a bunch of spots. But, you know, there's, there, there might be a, a better place for him out there, so a team that could, could use him more effectively and more extensively. And if you're the Lakers, you've got to at least see what that might get you. And if that could get you another, you know, strong, you know, playmaker slash shooter type somebody to take a little bit of, of the ball handling duties, especially when LeBron's on the bench, then, you know, you got to at least explore that, of course. Howard, I wanted to ask you about uh, Emmanuel Moutier and why you probably ask yourself, are you bringing him up? Uh, but he is a factor for the Utah Jazz. And one of the reasons he came here, at least this was uh, what was said, is that he wanted to learn how to play the game. And he wanted to uh, learn at the feet of uh, – of uh, Quinn Snyder, he has come in here and he is playing so much better than he was before. And, and uh, not just better, but smarter. So, I mean, are the Jazz becoming sort of a, a camp for wayward kids, you know, to come in and uh, kind of uh, get their game straightened down? Well, uh, we'll see. I mean, he's, you know, obviously Moody had a few stops before getting there and, you know, Denver drafted him really high and gave up on him. And the the Knicks, you know, pounced and, and thought that he might be, you know, a, a nice piece for them. They moved on from him. You know, look, when the Knicks move on from you, <laughs> as desperate as they've been for talent and especially for point guards the last few years, um, you know, if you can't catch on with the Knicks and stick, then then the, you're you're not. There's something wrong. And you know, the, you, you guys know all the knocks on him. Obviously, you know, hasn't been a strong shooter. Hasn't been a very efficient, uh, you know, scorer in general, and his playmaking has lagged a little bit. There's just been a lot, a lot of different holes in his game, but he's, you know, a great athlete and good size and length, and and he's just an intriguing, you know, what was an intriguing prospect, and and I think remains somebody who who still has some of that intrigue about him. But at some point, you got to put it together, and you got to become a really effective rotation player, and and that's what he's trying to make himself into now. And so, you know, credit him for being open to, to working on his game and evolving and, and picking an organization and a coach that he thinks can get him where he needs to go. Um, and, yeah, if they, can, if they can get him to be become a productive player after looking like he was 
you know, close to washing out, then then yeah, great credit to, to that organization. But you know, let, let's let's see where he is in a couple of months. Howard, I'm curious now that Kevin Durant, I know he's not playing, but now that he's in in Brooklyn, have you gotten to know him a little bit better at all? He's such a, a curious personality to me. I mean, this Kendrick Perkins thing is in in the news today, uh, but I saw him going back and forth with a bunch of people on Twitter the other day. He seems to be so sensitive. I mean, have you? Can you give us any insight into who he is? I don't. Um, he's not around much, or he's certainly not available. And he, 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 you know, keeps it pretty close. So he's, you know, especially you know, this is and this is not unusual when you're, if you're a, a player in this league, when you're hurt, especially if you're a star who, you know, doesn't really need the attention, um, and certainly has a knack for generating it himself when he wants to anyway. But see, he's not around that much. So you know, I, I haven't I haven't spoken to him once since he got to to New York. Um, we've chatted a few times in the past. I've always found him to be uh, really approachable and engaging and a, a good guy, thoughtful guy. And look, his, the, the Twitter stuff is what it is. Like it's, it's, whether it's him just feeling like it's fun to, to get into these back and forths, whether it's, as some people believe, you know, that he's maybe too thin-skinned or he's you know, uh, just too, uh, too easily drawn into these discussions. I, you know, however, people want to interpret it. I, I, don't, I don't. I'm not going to tell anybody how they should should view it. I think, in general, my view is we always want these guys to to be who they are, to be genuine, and to not be so canned. And to, to listen to all these these brand managers and PR people who are are coaching the personality and the individuality right out of these guys, and that's happened so many times over the years. And then they're dull and they spit out cliches and then we beat them up for just spitting out cliches. Uh, I would rather a guy err on the side of just being who they are. And if, if Katie is the kind of person who feels like he needs to stand up for himself and defend his honor, or just likes having those interactions with fans, the back and forth, even the negative ones, that's fine. At least we're seeing the real him. And you know that that's him behind that keyboard. I would rather have that than the always, you know, uh, you know, careful, cultivated, uh, overly conscious, you know, you know, approach that that so many guys have 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 taken on over the years. Howard, one of the reasons I think a lot of us get sucked into sports is because of the competition that it uh, that it brings. In the Western Conference right now, you have four teams: the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Rockets, and the Jazz, all within one game of each other. This is going to be fun, isn't it? <laughs> it will. And then there's this bizarre race for the eighth seed uh, where we might actually have a losing team making the playoffs in the West, which uh, that was something that used to, used to only happen in the East. Um, that's going to have its, its own intrigue. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's going to be fascinating. Um, I, you know, I still think the Lakers and Clippers ultimately are the two best teams in the West. But how it how it all those pieces all fall into place to to set up the bracket and when teams will face each other and can you can you try to avoid those two teams if you're a team like the Jazz or the Rockets and, and hopefully make a run to the conference finals before you have to deal with one of them because once you've got to deal with one of those teams I mean that's that's going to be a taxing series and even if you can knock off one of them if you've got to face the next one in the next round it, that's a tall order for for any of those teams. Um, but the race itself is is fantastic, and and it's this is part of what some of us said before the season that okay, great, there's there's no dynasty anymore, there's no there's no Warriors team to to deal with, and sure that that you know for some people that that makes the, the season less interesting because the Warriors were either really fun to watch and root for if you liked them, or they were you know, had become the kind of the evil empire to a lot of people. But I think the intrigue of this season was always going to be it's wide open in both conferences. And there are multiple teams that you can look at and say, yeah, I can see it. I can see them making a run to at least the conference finals, if not you know, possibly the finals. And so uh, there are clear favorites in both conferences, but I also think that, that there, there are no certainties. And, yeah, I think it's really enjoyable. Howard, you're always a highlight of our Friday. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Talk to you next week. See, see you, buddy. Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report. A big thanks to him for jumping on. What would it be like if the uh, eighth spot in the West is coming from a losing team? That'd be a little disappointing, wouldn't it? Well, I think it's just a, another um, 
it's it's teams realizing that being in the middle is the worst place to be. You either <laughs> want to be at the top or the bottom. Serious. I mean, being in the eighth eighth spot does you nothing. It just well, doesn't. This is one of the reasons that the Golden State Warriors are blessed this year. Yeah, have a crappy blessed year. Blessed to be horrible. Yep. Keep your draft pick. Add another piece. Get those guys healthy. It's all good. And that's what's going to happen. There's going to be this convergence next year of talent that is going to spring them right back up to the, if not the absolute top, right in that mix. They'll be in the mix next year 100%. But that's why, you know, the Jazz were in this position uh, a little while ago. But that's why Oklahoma City is in such a weird spot. Because you're you're good enough – that you could make Oklahoma City certainly could make the playoffs. They they they've got a Chris Paul. That'd is still, be the way to bet right now. Yeah, the, Chris Paul's still good enough. Stephen Adams is a good player. They, I mean, Shea Gildas uh, Gilgis Alexander is absolutely terrific. I mean, they've got enough there to to squeak into that eighth spot or maybe even the seventh spot. But then they're just going to be fodder in the first round for an LA team, and they don't get a lottery pick and. All of a sudden, they're stuck in the middle with these with no real salary flexibility either. So where so where are you going? You know, at some point, right where the Jazz were about uh, oh eight nine years ago. They're right where the Jazz were with when they they had their last year with Al Jefferson Mm -hmm. and Paul Millsap. Yep, second to last year and last year with those guys. It was an okay team. They made the playoffs. Not bad. But they, I mean, they were never, remember, they got just demolished by the Spurs. I mean, they were never going to go anywhere. And then they have these average draft picks, which may or may not turn out. But you had to, you had, the, the Jazz had to rebuild at some point. Yep. And they held on probably longer than most franchises would. And now Oklahoma City is, is right there. And I imagine it's quite painful for these, uh, the fans of these teams that are having to endure this. But I think that, like Golden State, I mentioned, I'll bring them up. The Pelicans, the Suns, the Kings, the T-Wolves, the Blazer fans, uh, they don't fit into this category at all. They're sitting there going, what? Come on, get this figured out. But those teams at the bottom, you add that top uh, high draft pick to the Warriors with the talent we talked about, I think the Pelicans have a nice collection of talent there that they'll be able to build on. The Suns. See, the, the Suns are an ascending team. They just missed on a bunch of draft picks. Mm. So if they would have hit instead of missed, I think we'd be talking about the Suns, uh, you know, in the seventh, eighth slot and a, and a team on the rise. And the but Kings, they, but the they Kings took, are really weird. Uh, the Kings are in the same conversation uh, for the same reason. I mean, the Suns took uh, DeAndre Aiden instead of Luka Doncic. The, the Kings took Marvin Bagley instead of Luka Doncic. Imagine those teams if they took Luka. Imagine <laughs> Luka next to Devin Booker. <laughs> That'd be a, that'd be a really really good young team. There is a team that did not take Devin Booker that you and I know of. See, this is right in the line of the Dave Rose thing. Like, why do you need to drop that in there? And besides, if they would have taken Devin Booker, they wouldn't have Donovan Mitchell. So I I know that every time you like to bring that up, you're, you you're ignore looking, that fact. You're, you're always looking for the eternal sunshine, aren't you? Well, I just don't know why you have to drop that in there. Why do I need to necessary. go back to Tony Parker? My point isn't to criticize. My point is to say what a crapshoot it can be. Your point is to bring up the mistakes. No, it's to it's, say you, it's there is variableness, if that's a word. Uh, right. All right, coming up next, Variety? we'll get more of Gordon's list <laughs> and more random insults, I'm sure. Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, child! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Homey. If you're buying or selling a home, 
Homey will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homey. See more at Homey.com. Gordon, let's, uh, we have plenty of time to get more on the list in the 4 o'clock hour, but let's, let's knock an item off, shall we? All right. Uh, well, let's go to the NFL playoffs. What is the single most exciting slash interesting aspect to this weekend to you? You know, I've been kind of thinking about that today because some of the matchups I think are more interesting than others. Yes. Um, I, as much as I hate to say this, I think it's Minnesota-Green Bay. I think that's the best matchup. Like, Minnesota's the more complete team, but you've got the – the, the quarterback that everybody always questions against the quarterback that, you know, everybody always gives the benefit of the doubt. Like, how valuable is Aaron Rodgers? I think that's that's a question that's up for debate this weekend. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because Kirk Cousins is, I mean, he's he's got the numbers of a top 10 NFL quarterback, right? But everybody seems to doubt him on the big stage because he doesn't play well on Monday Night Football. You know, but they beat, they beat the Saints, and that's a good Saints team. That's a really good win for the mm-hmm. Vikings. So now can they go to Lambeau in the the tundra, as they say, and beat Aaron Rodgers? Well, the the, the Packers used to be – well, let me go back. to The, the Packers used to be uh, invincible at Lambeau in the, uh, in, in the playoffs. Remember that street stretch they had? They were like 13 or 14-game winning streak. Yep, until and Michael like, Vick played there. But, and, okay. then, <laughs> and then lately – it's been a little more hit and miss. So I think it's obviously the quality of the team that you have that makes a big difference. And this this particular Packer team isn't as reliant on Aaron Rodgers as they have been in the past, so that, that might be good for them because they've got a little more talent around him. But, I mean, the Vikings, they've got, they've got talent across the board. I mean, the Vikings are a really good team. That's why they moved on from Case Keenum because they knew that he wasn't good enough, and they were hoping that Kirk Cousins was. And what is it? that's we're going to find out this weekend. Well, wait a minute. You do know that the Packers are playing the Seahawks, right? Oh, are they really? Yeah. Oh no, I totally had that wrong. I thought you meant just those ga- their games. I didn't know you meant the. Well, I meant the Vikings. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking. I was thinking they were playing the Packers for some reason. The Vikings are playing the Niners. Right. I apologize. Right. And the Packers are hosting the Seahawks. I was thinking Vikings. The Vikings right. game is is the one I'm most interested yeah. in. I suppose. I yeah. apologize for that. No, I don't no, know. I, I don't know how I went down that rabbit hole. I only oh, have it right in front of me. Uh, oh, Seahawks, Vikings. You know, you get them all mixed up. They're both. Uh, Sea- Neither of them are going to win it all they're, anyway. They're both uh, sort of uh, have to do with seafaring. You know? You're not helping. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> I mean, uh, what a, you answer your own question. Who, okay, let me, let, me, let me back up. <laughs> let me back. I, I think the Seahawks-Packers game is really interesting. I, I, I do. Good. Uh, the Vikings, I thought it was interesting to hear Adrian, who is a huge Vikings fan, say that he was more worried about the matchup against the uh, Saints than he is about the 49er matchup. <laughs> Sorry. I have to laugh because you never make mistakes like that. I always make mistakes like that. No, you and know I, what? And I, I honestly had been putting a lot of thought into the NFL games this weekend, and I don't know why. My brain just did that. Sometimes, sometimes it short. I, I really blame you. I do too. Okay, <laughs> but I don't know why exactly. But all right, answer me this: Who's the best team in the playoffs? Is it the Ravens? Is it the Niners? Uh, the Cleveland Browns? Is it the Chiefs? Wait, <laughs> I think it's the Patriots. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I want to say the Ravens. We just haven't seen them. do too. We just haven't seen them do it before in yeah. the playoffs. And they're going to lose this weekend. <laughs> That's so there's I, that. No, I'm just saying that they have the easiest path. What? For those of you who don't know, Austin is a uh, rather, rather large Chiefs fan. Just kidding. Titans fan. Why the word large? <laughs> huh? For no reason whatsoever. Uh-huh. You're a big fan. Big, large, which would you prefer? Wide. <laughs> heavy. <laughs> obese. See, I didn't bring it up. He did. And everybody tweeting and texting me, where were you 10 minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on? If only yeah. you had a producer where, to catch where, that kind of stuff. Where were you? 
Where were you 10 minutes ago? I needed you, I needed you then. Okay. I needed do, you then. Do you think that the Vikings really do have a shot against whoever they're playing? Ah, who cares? <laughs> I care. I think it's great. I love this weekend. I do too. I do too. And and I don't know why I just did that. One thing we do know, really. But why did seriously. I? Why did I not? Why did I call the bees manager by the wrong name? I don't know. Did you notice? I don't, I don't did know. You, did you notice I let you go with that for a while? Yeah, thanks. But, but, I, thanks. Thought, but I thought you were going to course correct hmm. yourself. So I want to give you the chance to do that. Legitimately, do the Titans have a chance to beat the Ravens? They don't, do they? Austin, even you. <laughs> What would you bet me? <laughs> oh, let's do this. Yeah, I like the, I like where this is going. Incriminating Incrim- audio? Incriminating audio on... Uh, on that game? Let's do it. All right. I'll do it. Okay. Straight up? Yep, straight, straight up. up. No spread? No, nope. Titans win. <laughs> I admire Austin's confidence here. I admire is, your is confidence it, here. Idiot. I mean, uh, confidence? <laughs> now that, that was an I insult. I can't wait to replay this on Monday. Oh, I hope it happens. Uh-huh. Now, absolutely. Every rejoin will be Gordon saying that I was an idiot. Oh, you, you, go you, Titans. Really, you really think the Titans are going to be You know, David. it's my turn. What are the Titans going to do about Score Lamar more Jackson or Aaron uh, Rodgers or whoever the quarterback is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Jake. <laughs> just they just I, beat the greatest of all time last week. I was, That's all they did. Yeah, but that team was lurching. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah, but they, they and Lamar lurch. Jackson By inked. the way, did you see that video that they put out on, uh, on on the Patriots? Somebody did. I don't know who it was. About how the lion sits back and waits and watches before it uh, it attacks. It was really well done. It, it wasn't wasn't proper or appropriate for what ended up happening. But it was. You didn't see it either. No. <laughs> Meaning that's why they had a bad finish to the season because yeah. they were a lion. Yeah, if they were the lion, was just sitting back, letting the other animals make the noise, and then when time came, they, turns out they, they were a tabby cat. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have incriminating audio riding on that game. Yeah, all right. Quaff the raven no more. I, I feel like Austin is taking more risk here than you. I, uh, I feel like yeah, maybe but that's that, the that, beauty of it. Maybe that your your punishment should be more severe. No, like two just stay out of this. Like cash on top of it. No, yeah, like no. like incriminating audio and a hundred dollars cash. Not at all. So you think the Packers are going to beat whoever they play? Wow, you are unbelievable. You know, I tell people, Texans and I, chefs. I tell people all the time how nice you are. <laughs> Why? I'm just you know kidding. I do. You I know, would, people people I, ask me what it's like to work with Gordon. I say, oh, I, I love it. He's the greatest guy. He well, is. I, I'm just kidding because I don't think you ever make those kinds of mistakes. So when you do, if you were some sort of dumb crap over there, then I couldn't make fun of this. Hmm. Just because you said. Something was bulging that wasn't. Uh, you know, that's a different kind of mistake. This was a, a a kind of a a knowledge mistake. I do. I tell people. I'm like, yeah, Gordon is the best. I just love it. <laughs> On and off the mic, just a terrific human. Uh, well, when you live right. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not kidding. lying. Gordon's look. He just shot me. <laughs> that was a dirty look. All right, stay tuned. Anyway, We're enjoy, putting this behind us. Enjoy we'll get your pro football weekend. More next. It's going to so. be fun, especially when is it? When the Titans lose. Ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty. <laughs> the zone.